6 p.m. Mm. Man, we are a little late. It's been a long day. It's been a long week for me. It's Thursday. We're waiting for Jackson to get here, guys. And I know we're getting back into the rhythm things. I'm actually going like cut out the music. And there we go, guys. So let's talk about it. And just want to give you guys a little update on life. I don't know if this matters or anything, but I'll be in Maryland next week. Woohoo! Crab cakes. Somebody's tired. I'm drinking a coffee. Yeah, I am tired. You want to guess what this is? Guess what that was? That was a Red Bull yellow. I wish, dude. That's no, a Dr. Pep. I don't drink soda anymore. Yeah, I, I, if I had a Red Bull, I'd pound a Red Bull. I'm just kidding. I do drink soda, but I only drink like Sprite or Fanta. Fanta. Yeah, just Fanta. I only drink Fanta. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fanta. <laughs> but um, or a high C or something. But I'm gonna be in Maryland next week. I drive home Sunday morning. Get back Sunday night. Uh, for probably Monday. I'll get there Monday morning. We'll have a show. I'll probably be dog be tired at my dad's dad's house, like half alive. I'll pre-record videos tomorrow and Saturday to upload Saturday night and uh, Sunday all day. So I'll probably so I'll probably record fifteen videos over the next twenty four hour. If Facts, 70, dude. seventy, no, I'll probably record. I need to pre-record like twenty videos for Saturday and Sunday, and then a few for there. So that way, I don't. I can just not even think about making YouTube when I get home. Uh, I can just sleep. What if you just like, yeah? Well, I'm going to be doing research on the drive. I got three audio books that I'm listening to. I want to hear what they are. MBA shit, yeah. bro. Oh, really? Yeah, let me pull them up. Audible. I have a question for you. What if you were driving to Maryland and say you're in like missouri or something in a cornfield and your car broke down what would you do call my insurance company triple a or i have geico oh cool but i have my dog plus for me the thing is is my dad my dad's an entrepreneur one of the businesses he owns is a mechanic shop so the big thing so that wouldn't be a huge problem be a bigger bitch because of my my dog being there but Truly, what would go on is that I would, if that were to happen, it wouldn't because, like, tomorrow, because I'm a responsible fucking human, any road trip, you go get your oil changed, Mm -hmm. and you have your mechanic look at your car before you do any long drives. Tomorrow, I will go to the mechanic. I've taken my car for the last three years, Jimmy, and I'll ask Jimmy to uh, do my oil top off all the other fluids and make sure everything's fucking attached and nothing looks out of place. If Jimmy gives me the A-OK, I know I'm good to drive home. Um, Once I get home, if there's any major problems, my dad's there. Plus, like, I can feel my car. My car doesn't feel like anything's wrong with it, like, from what I hear and stuff. And I check the oil and stuff. So... Also, Missouri is only like 30 minutes away from me, you asshole. It's oh, like a, Missouri is like four, like a four hour drive, like to drive border to border, Missouri, uh, hour, four hours. Illinois is like two, two and a half. Indiana uh, is like three hours. Ohio is like another three. Yeah, that's like eight and a half, four, 12. Yeah, then the last stretch is not for Yeah, that's like about it. Yeah. Kansas, you only drive like 40 minutes in Kansas to get here. Like you get the over the border and you're here in 40 minutes. I see. Also, fucked up on the news today. I didn't fuck up too terrible, but like. <laughs> mm. It's maybe because you're so tired. Nah, it was just mental error and I'm so fucking pissed about it. But did you, you wanna... get canned? Huh? No, I did not. <laughs> I did not get canned. I I did. I was reading something about the University of Virginia shooting. And oh shit! Yeah, we we're about to get into basketball, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know what's going on in life. And if you want to give an idea here, you guys seem to laugh at these when we show them. 
or maybe. But this is what I had to do. Fucking world's most. You want to see what the world's most boringest fair looks like? I already did. You showed it to us last week. This? Oh my goodness. This, this past weekend was Lawrence's annual Veterans Day parade. <laughs> it's fucking the parade terrible. made a return Saturday morning after a two year hiatus. Members of the community gathered appreciating and celebrate members of the armed forces for their service. I spoke to Colonel Michael Kelly, the chairman of the Veterans Day Parade organization, and he explained the importance behind supporting the armed forces. I think there's um, the desire to be involved in something important and important to our country. I think that's a common um, theme from older to younger. Michael Kelly explained the differences and challenges the military has with recruiting compared to the past. So I, I think that young people who've been in the military and have experienced that kind of get an education, you know, comparative and comparative experience. Um, and, you know, young people that haven't joined yet don't have that opportunity to compare. So that that that's a that's a challenge. So, gay, right? KU student Xavier Stewart explains why he joined the Navy's Reserved Officer Training Corps program. I was always been interested in, you know, doing more than myself. Uh, I figured what better way to do that than join the military and also having like the, uh, the background of my dad who served and just having very That shot's in too bright. I should have like put lower filters to make it a little more warm. Hopefully, Lawrence continues to celebrate Veterans Day annually without any more hiatuses. I'm Sidney Rosale, and this is KUJH. Stuff. You know, I used to want to join the army. So did I joined the army for a week and then I called them while <laughs> tripping balls on acid. And I was just like, I'm not going to pass the truck desk, guys. And they're like, don't worry, we'll make sure you would do. <laughs> like, no, 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 you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying that as my excuse. I really don't want to join. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I joined because my parents gave me an ultimatum. So I woke up, went. And my, I went in there. We did all. It was for the Marines because I've always said if I ever joined the military, it was gonna be a, I'm gonna be a fucking Marine, nothing nice. less, nothing more. So I went. I joined. I went to the United States Marine Corps. We're going through the whole thing, and we get the disabilities. Asked me, do you have any disabilities? I'm like, I have ADHD. <laughs> and he, and he like stops, and he tell he goes to me, and he's like, and we like walk outside the recruiting office. And he looks at me, he's like, well, here at the United States Marine Corps, we operate by a gentleman's agreement. And having a having ADHD is considered disability in the eyes of the military. Again, I'd like to remind you, we, we honor the gentleman's agreement. So I'm going to go back there and ask you truthfully, if you have any disabilities, you're going to answer those questions as honest as possible. So we, yeah. So we go back in there. He asked me again, do you have any disabilities? I'm like, no. And he's like, are you sure? No. And they enlisted me to the Navy. I was supposed to leave uh, October, 2019 for boot camp. And I called them from Firefly. I was like, bro, I'm off like a shit ton of Molly and like acid. It like, not happening, bro. Blocking your number two. Peace. Yeah, they love. They love just. It's like a car dealership. Like they won't leave you alone, dude. No, they won't. They call you like every day, checking yeah. up on you. It's annoying because it's like, and then and then you'll get the follow up calls for like a couple of years. Like I'll still get some calls, and I'll, I'll like think I'm like, Who, who's calling me? So I'll pick up and I'm like, is this Jackson Ulster? I'm like, yeah, it is. Are you still seriously? Has your life gone to shit? This is General Mike Will from the United States Navy. I was wondering if you had, or, and it's not one of those things where you feel like I don't feel comfortable just like hanging up and not providing why. Like, I'm just like yeah, dude, I'm chilling, I'm chilling, I'm chilling. Like, I'm a little busy right now. I'll see you later. Okay. What are they gonna do? Show up to your house and fucking swat you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about some actual basketball because we really just didn't do anything for eight minutes right there even though it was great banter this is not what this show's about the show's about basketball we're playing basketball you're on that mm-hmm. i know you don't like this guy i love jay crowder that's not a good take i don't 
claim those sentences you said sentence the sentences all right the phoenix suns and the jay crowder thing might be actually being resolved the team has agreed that he stays for away until the trade request can be fulfilled mark stein of substack of his own Substack, I guess. Substack. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mark Stein's Substack reported. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Mark Stein's Substack. You know who Mark Stein is. Mark. Yeah, Stein. but I'm saying the subs, he's dropping shit on Substack now? What he's been hell? for like the last year and a half, bro. He left, oh I think, Yahoo. He left ESPN Yahoo and charges people like 20 bucks a month to read his like insider. Substack. Oh, itching to go do that after this. Huh, you are. <laughs> I know. I I just go on other places because you can see other people who pay for it and read it. But either way, Mark Stein Substack reported that there were credible room. I also think Substack paid him to come. Oh, okay. To be like one of the like founding sports writers. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't think he fully went on his own. You know, okay, I think they yeah. gave him like a really fucking good deal. But Mark Stein's yeah, Substack reported the credible rumbles that a crowd, Crowder trade has some progress. And this came after Crowder put up a cryptic Instagram post showing a clock. I don't know if you remember you saw that. Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports, formerly of Bleacher Report, followed up Mark Stein's reporting by saying that, team, the, that the Phoenix Suns appear close to finalizing a three-team trade prior to the game against the Golden State Warriors. So who could that be? Is it the deal that I've said all along that includes Duncan Robinson? Mm-hmm. Or is That'd it a different good. deal? Might be Cause, that deal. Because I've said it all along. I was like, I could see Duncan Robinson and a Jay Crowder trade working out. You just got to find a third team to take on Duncan Robinson and send whatever asset they have to offer to the Suns because the Suns don't want Duncan Robinson. So you have to find a team that, okay, we give you Robinson a pick. Can you give a, a give the Suns an asset, you know? And so I, like the Rockets. The Rockets would be an option if they did a Darius Arch, Jay Crowder for Duncan Robinson to the, to the Rockets with a first-round pick. The Rockets get the first-round pick that they get. They could probably just straight-up wave Duncan Robinson if they wanted to. And then – they send Eric Gordon to the Phoenix Suns. Another deal is a Boyan Bogdanovich deal. I think that one's a little less likely, but that's a, a very a very possible deal as well. I think there's still the Utah Jazz at play because the Utah Jazz might be falling down to earth. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any yeah. other I – mean, hey, if my Wolves are trying to get rid of D'Angelo Russell – uh, yeah, I don't think they have suitable replacement ready. There's just no point guard. I actually listened to a great episode of The Athletic. They just talked about the 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 whole thing. Well, actually talked about the T-Wolves a little. But, like, D'Angelo Russell just put him in a fuck situation because there's nothing – like, his value's down. He just can't trade. There's, like – it's just very hard to – there's no improvement right there right now. You're kind of stuck. But Jay Crowder, I don't know. I feel like there was a three-team trade would have happened. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I hope the Rockets are involved some way. I don't. I definitely don't want Duncan Robinson. It'd be cool if he went to the Rockets for a first Spurs. round pick and whatever, like three team trade with the Rockets, and the Rockets get Jay Crowder, and we either keep him or we 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 buy him out, and then the Lakers get him. What if this? Spurs... I'll give you Kendrick Nunn, Damian Jones, and a second round pick for Jay Crowder. What if Spurs were like, okay, we don't want to brick for Vic, but we're not going to be relevant, so we'll send Jakob Pertl and Josh Richardson and Doug McDermott to the Suns, okay? And we'll take Duncan Robinson, our first-round pick, but the Suns have to send us DeAndre Aiden while the Suns send Darius Saric and Jay Crowder to the Heat. I think they're all set. That might be a reach. He might be reaching with that one. But would that be nice? No, no. Because then it'd be for, for like John. a journalist, I guess. But for a pro, I'm I'm getting on board with Phoenix, man. I'm telling you. I know, but imagine Jakob instead of Leaf. instead of Aiden. Oh yeah, I'm that's one. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're you're so. 
and you do this whole trick because come on, if you like, don't get me wrong, Aiden's awesome, but Pirtle's the perfect center because then you'd have Pirtle, Jacques Landell, and Biggs Mac Biombo. That's perfect. Everyone's not selfless. No one's selfish right there, and they're just going to be playing to win. Then DeAndre Aiden gets to be the franchise cornerstone with Kelvin Johnson and like Devin Vassell and Jeremy Sohan there. And they also get Duncan Robinson. So the Spurs say, fuck tanking. They do a retooling. Then the Heat get themselves Jay Crowder and Dario Sarge, while the, the Suns not only get Jakob Pertl, they get some themselves Josh Richardson and Doug McDermott. So what happened to Duncan Robinson in that? Goes to the Spurs with a pick. Oh, okay. So the Spurs get DeAndre Aiden, a pick, and Duncan Robinson for Jakob Pertl, Josh Richardson, and Doug McDermott. That those go to the Suns, and the Suns send Crowder and Sarich to the to the Heat. Yeah, just you know what, whatever, do whatever, Phoenix. Just make this end because it's like who cares? Who cares, man. If you're gonna do it, just do it. Quit teasing us. It's November seventeenth. I'm trying to enjoy my Thanksgiving with my family here. You know, just it's not like Jay Crowder's LeBron James. Just do something. Figure it out. Can we talk about the a guy who's top five in the NBA right now? This guy. Jalen Brown? You know, I could go there. I could go there. <laughs> I could go there. If you really want to go there, I'll go there. I'm very curious who this is going to be. Top five player in the NBA this season. So Steph Curry, Giannis, Luka, Tatum. All right. Damn, bro. Jalen Green? Shea. Oh, Shea's nice. Alexander. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's balling, man. Dude, he he's if he's not top five, he's the fifth. Okay. Cause he's averaging 32.3 points right now on 40% from the three. 54 from the field, nine assists a night. Not nine assists, six assists a night with five rebounds while two steals and one and a half blocks. Guys. Freaking six six with a seven foot wingspan, tearing like blowing crap up. This is like three years in a row now where he's been a twenty plus score, and it's it's ridiculous. The guy's in year five, and he's only twenty four years old. The Canadian himself, Shea Gilchrist Alexander, Chavante eight Icion Gilchrist Alexander is his full name. S G A. Okay, what are your thoughts? This guy has arrived. At this point, and there's been all this rumbling and stuff that, oh, he's done with OKC. He's sick of losing. But this team is 7-8 and eight right now, okay? They're actually somewhat competitive. Poku's playing good. They got Lou Dort, who's a dog. And for me, it's in their best interest to keep this guy because next year they'll have Chet Holmgren and whoever the hell they draft or they could trade those picks for a superstar. They still Josh Giddy straight up is like gonna be a great second or third fiddle. You got yourself just pieces Trey all over. Man. Yeah, Trey Mann's another guy. That guy's gonna be a six man of the year, at least one once in his career. You got yourself Uzman Dang, Isaiah Joe, Mike Muscala, Aaron Wiggins, Lindy Waters the third, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, J Dubs, J. Will, okay, Kenrick Williams. They have every type of player that you would want. And you know what's the funniest thing is their shortest guy on this team's Lou Dort. Wow. Lou Dort's taller than Trey? Yeah, Trey's six five. Oh yeah. I it's so easily to forget how small Lou is. Also, Eric Maynard's an assistant coach on this team. The founder guy? Yeah, you remember Eric Maynard, the 20th yeah. overall pick. By like the Jazz, and then he was traded for Thunder. He was like uh, Russell Westbrook's primary backup point guard. Yeah, yeah, he's the assistant coach on this team. Oh, cool. So, Jason. dude, Eric Maynard, I did not know he's twentieth overall pick. But <laughs> what do you what do you think about Eric Maynard? I've never met him, but he seems a cool guy. No, what do you think of Shay? <laughs> you fucking asshole. Dude, Shay is him. I love Shay. Shay's really good, man. I'm glad they're winning because if they weren't winning, you'd start hearing the rumblings. Because what's he, 24? So 24, yeah. 
it's not like he's like crazy old, but I think teams like I think teams move on from from some players too fast because they don't fit their quote unquote timeline. I'm gonna take Shea long term. I still don't. I mean, is he a good stats bad team guy? Shea? Yeah, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I don't think either player has necessarily added to their bag where they can like crazily make their teammates better around them. I would probably honestly give the nod to Shea, but they're both young. I like Shea, man. I I, I want him to go to Toronto one day, but. We'll see. We'll see what happens. They're seven and eight. I don't unfortunately think that lasts for, for very long, but we'll see. If he keeps playing, if he keeps dropping 32 a night. I don't think he's going anywhere. He said he's excited for this team and he's always said it. And I think right now that like I previously mentioned, they got this is a team that I like how Shea Gilchis, Alexander, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Trey Man are looking. You got Poku and Jeremiah Robinson Earl that could you know develop into solid players and i think the best thing is, is that when you look at this team they have all the pieces that you want you got your small ball guy and kenrick williams and jeremiah robinson earl and this team is playing good defense and shake could really be the guy who pulls them out of all this he could be the next thing the six foot six lead guard guy averaging a 50 40 90 as of right now and i think He's definitely already in the conversation for a most improved player, and he continues to do this season MVP. And with all the assets and everything that they have, this is a guy who Shea Gilchrist Alexander went from being the guy who was next to Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder when they had that three guard lineup to being a, the leader of a recl- of being surrounded by reclam- reclamation projects and for young ass first round picks. And now this is a team that if they're going to make it into the plan or anything, he could be the harbinger of greatness for this team. And through 13 games right now, he's basically having the highest field goal percentage by a guard scoring 30 points plus since Michael Jordan himself. And once a healthy Holmgren rejoins them next year, they're going to have their center. They're going to be able to spread the floor. And as of right now, he's already the best at player at getting to the basket at well, leading the NBA and drives to the basket at 24 a game, according to Spectrum, overtaking John Moran, Luka Doncic, who averaged 22.5. And he's also collapsing defenses, allowing him to pull up and make threes and be a quick you know, decision maker. And the other thing is defensively, he's made huge strides. He's sixth in the NBA steals, ninth in deflection. His defensive rating at 110 is you know, second highest in his career, and his PER is almost 30. Okay, that's basically double what the NBA average is. So there's no thought about this guy as an all-NBA player who's going to be surrounded by, you know, J-Dub, Trey Mann, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, Holmgren, and the 15 future first-round picks that Pristy has to offer, either drafting them or trading them for another superstar. Thunders look good. What do you think? For sure. What is that? What is that? Looks like efficiency. I'm not quite sure. Where did you just find that? That's what Swaggy was saying. But if his efficiency is like 30, maybe it's a little late. This is probably just different. Maybe it is, but yeah, no. Isn't that crazy to think about right there? Yeah, he's up there with – that's why. Let me. I'll pull that one up. That's good. Good little picture that I, I enjoyed. Ooh. Uh, one second. Ooh, fucking Christ. I, I'm like losing my nuts. There we go. Um, share screen window. I thought we had that preview open. Did you watch Notting Hill? Oh, sorry. Not yet. There you go. That's pretty crazy. That's fucking crazy. Jason Tatum is in first place for MVP. Second place is probably Giannis Antetokounmpo. Third place is either John Morant or Devin Booker. Can we just admit Steph Curry's the MVP? But the fourth place, fourth place is Kevin Durant. Fifth place is 
probably Chase. Sixth place is Nikolai Jokic. Seventh place is Larry Markinen. What, probably tenth is Steph Curry. What are you doing right now? MVPs? Yeah. You just gave Shea like the fifth and Steph Curry at ten. Yeah, ten, Curry's at ten in my and list. And that because Curry's ten. That'd be Yogi, because Yogi. Shea's five and Curry's ten. Why? I want. Let me finish. Let me give you my list. It's my turn. Go, Curry ten. Why? I don't. Jokic, Jokic nine. Uh, I would do eight. If we're, not, if we're not factoring record, I don't get why Shea's five. Luka Doncic. Why? Seven. And you're saying it again. I don't get it why you're saying it again. Just to piss you off. <laughs> Steph Curry's MVP is pretty. It's actually pretty simple. Disrespect to Shea. It's just. I mean, it's a crazy stat right there, right there. I didn't even know that was a thing. So let's move over, and this will bring up a great conversation. Let's talk about contenders and pretenders. We'll get the NBA standings. And Go do it. Yeah, I'm pulling up the NBA standings oh. here, you asshole. All right. I don't know how to do this efficiently, but this is probably going to be the best way we'll get it. Now, I think the we're going to just choose one contender from each conference that looks the best for us. And for me, obviously, I think the best team in the East right now is the Boston Celtics. They're the team to beat. They're the contenders. They're 7-2 and two against 500 teams <clears throat> or above 500 teams. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'll go Bucks. They're also nine and one in the last ten. They're on an eight-game win streak that no one's talking about. Yeah, they're on. Yeah, they're on a heater. They're good, and, man. Their defense start coming around. Yeah, I think. Mm, you want to? So here's my biggest pretender. Ooh, because I feel like I feel like every, they're gonna have to be good, right? Yeah. So, so this is yeah. So. It can't be any team behind the Raptors. The Raptors like are right where I thought they would be. They're kind of like they're going to be the fifth seed. But anything below the Raptors, it's just a shit show. Like the Pacers, the Wizards, the Knicks, the Sixers, the Heat, the Bulls, the Nets. Like I have no idea how that's going to go right there between those like six teams. I none of those teams I'm going to put in the pretenders. So the between the Bucks, the Hawks, the Cavs, and the Raptors, what four teams right there do I believe are pretenders? It's the Cavaliers. They're on a five-game losing streak. And I think we're starting to see the worry, the lack of depth at the wing position and just you know the shortcomings of this team that have appeared over the last few few games. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Are the pretenders as well, the Cavs with you? Or? Well, real quick, my contenders, the Bucks. I think yeah. they are – I mean, they're without their best player or second-best player. I know the Celtics are without Robert Williams, but the Bucks' defense has been so good. It's really cool seeing Jordan Wara doing what he's doing, Bochamp, Brooke Lopez leading the league in blocks. They won last night against Cleveland. I know Cleveland's without Jarrett and Dean Wade, but they won without Pat Connaughton, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday – Grayson Allen, I'm missing somebody else, but they it was just kind of a crazy dismantling win. My contender is definitely Cleveland as well, man. I, I don't think – I was just talking to my buddy last night, and I totally see what he's getting at here. Like, I, they have the worst defense in the in this five – like, worst defense in the last five games in this five-game losing streak. They're playing really difficult teams like – the Clippers, Sacramento, Golden State, Minnesota, Milwaukee, like all five of those teams are kind of figuring it out. Again, I don't think Cleveland – I think saying they're a pretender is not really like – like it sounds so rude, but I don't think they're a championship team because I don't think Donovan Mitchell can be your number one on a championship team, and that poses issues for me this year. It doesn't – I don't have long-term issues with Cleveland at all. They just need – like, you know, Mobley to become a superstar or getting a superstar. But I don't think Donovan Mitchell can be your number one on a championship team, unfortunately, as good of a season as he's having. 
Yeah, no, I completely agree. And the big thing is, is that like this is a team that they've just started to have like crack show when like I, I just think this team isn't as good as we initially thought they were going to be. And for me, I think they're still a playoff team, but they're they're a few pieces away from championship in terms of just having firepower off the bench. And they're just still a bit green behind the ears. Now let's move over to the Western Conference. I started off the Eastern Conference, so let me hear your contender and your pretender, and I'll give you my response. My contender, I'll go Phoenix. I think their ball movement looks phenomenal with Chris Paul being out, especially their campaigns doing his thing. I, I'm really hoping, like I, like I said earlier in the season, I really hope I'm wrong on Phoenix because I had them as a playing team just because of this functionality, but they've completely proved me wrong, shut me up. They've proved everybody wrong. And they're just, they're not a 64 win team like they were last year, but they're still really good. They got a lot of hoopers. Devin Booker's the truth. Great golfer as well from what I've heard. And uh, my pretender I'll go. I mean, what do we, what do we do here? Top five. Um, I mean, it has to be Utah. It's kind of shitty because Utah's a good basketball team, and they're they're on they're on a three game losing streak, but they're still ten and six. But if it has to be a top five team, I'd have to go Utah. It's not going to last all season. I don't think they're going to win fifty games. So yeah, I think over here, I think my contender. Mm, Mm, it's so hard to put the contender in the Western Conference because I don't, I don't, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And you know what? I'm going to go with Portland is a contender. Straight up, Portland's a contender. This team's deep. They got the firepower and they're showing it that they've been doing this without Damian Lillard. Now, my pretender thinks the Pelicans. Wow. Well, okay. The Pelicans are a You're team that. Hmm? They're doing this without Zion. I know, but within conference, they're not good. They're like basically 500s against conference play. And most of their losses have game came against Western Conference teams. That's tough, though, because on the contrary, Cleveland's like 7-2 and two against the conference. And they're that's – Yeah, but like the Eastern is a shit show. Western's big dogs. Like mm. I just think the Pelicans – like they, they lost to the Jazz, bro. The Jazz are a good basketball team. There's I know. a lot of teams. There's ten teams that have lost. There's several, teams. and the Jazz aren't a bad team, but like the Jazz, even regardless, should be a team that the Pelicans should beat, regardless. I just think the Pelicans, for how good they are, especially the fact that they got Zion, they should be up there, you know, like at, with at least 11, 12 wins. Wow. Yeah, that's a little. Overhyped, but yeah, I can see why some may think that you got to keep in mind Herb's missed some time, Zion's missed some time, Ingram's missed some time. I'm curious to see how many games they've played as a collective unit because it's probably like a handful. So let's talk about this Damian Lillard Portland Trails Blazer team. What's stood out to you this season for this squad? They're really disciplined. Jeremy Grant's the truth, which Piston fans knew that already. We kind of all knew that. Um, Simons is really nice. Dame's really nice. Their coach, Chauncey, is doing a phenomenal job. And I think think what should be noted is that they – you know how they got to the Western Conference Finals with Dame, CJ, and and Nurkic? I, I think that they're better right now. And that's how far they went all the way to the Western Conference Finals with those three. And those three had their problems. And to me, this is a much collect, much better collective unit. So I think that should should be noted. I think they're really solid. We were talking all offseason about why, like, Josh Hart was a big signing and all these different players. You know, Jeremy Grant was a huge signing. I want to double-check on their defense, but – yeah, there's top seven, seventh ranked defense. So 
they might be like a piece away from being legitimately in a like a finals bound team. It might be Gary Payton. We'll see. I think like if Shaden was putting up like 15, that would completely elevate them. But we'll see. You know, he's growing into his own shoes. He's shooting 47 percent from downtown. But you know what I'm saying? Like they might be like, you know, like like a Clarkson away. Clarkson probably a bad example, but like I think they're like a difference maker away from really. If Simons and Grant keep playing this way, though. So I, I completely agree with everything thing you say, but like this team's legit. They got a twenty point score in Jeremy Grant. They got a twenty point score in Anthony Simons. They got a, a great you know fourth option in Josh Hart. They got their four guys. They got Yosef Nurkic. They got Naz Little. Right? They got Gary Payton coming back. They got Shaden Sharp. And yeah, I feel like a piece. I don't know what piece is going to become available. I mean, if they could bring themselves in Josh Richardson somehow, oh my god, that would be one of the best guys that they could potentially get themselves. But I don't know what pieces are going to become available. Eric Gordon would be a great one, but I just don't know. They, they're tied up with a lot of salary, so it's not going to be easy to make moves. It's going to be people in free agency. And there isn't that many players in free agency that could help them. If there were, they would have signed them already. And, yeah, I think this is definitely a very, very fun team. And I think they're a contender and a team that Damian Lord is a legit MVP candidate. Yeah. What would you do if Carmelo Anthony was signed to Portland? I was literally thinking that as I was saying that, and it just wouldn't happen because they're defensive-driven. And Carmelo Anthony, I actually tweeted this. The reason why Carmelo Anthony is in the NBA, guys, is, yes, he had a career year shooting the three-point ball last year. Uh, He had the same defensive rating as Duncan Robinson. Brutal. Yeah, and listen to this. Carmelo averaged 13 points on 37.5, four rebounds and assists a game, 0.7 steals and 0.8 blocks. Okay, and those steals and block numbers are inflated. But because a lot of times it's just like balls that ended up in his hand. Duncan Robinson last year, and Carmelo did that in about 26 minutes and 25 minutes and mainly just off the bench. Duncan Robinson on a down year. Duncan Robinson had 37% from three, 11 points a night in 25 minutes, three rebounds, two assists, same amount of steals, and 0.2 blocks. So, so like it's, and like, you know what I mean? There's a reason why he's not in the league. It's a risk, yeah, but like Blake Griffin's on an NBA team. Blake Griffin sucks. Well, Blake Griffin does stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. On the stat sheet. Shut the fuck up. Blake Griffin still has some value for an NBA roster. Let's move on to a better subject, though. And this is a fantastic little article right now written by Zach Harper. NBA coach, hot seat tears. Thibodeau, Rivers on alert. What job security do all 30 coaches have right now? Obviously, we're not going to go through every single one. I think we're just going to go right now. Is this slow enough for you? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy uh, how we've done this show for so long and we, like, never talked bulls. We do talk bulls. Like once a month? <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. All right. So you get to leave when you want. Greg Popovich will never be fired. He's 7-3, and it's his 27th year on the job. Okay. Eric Spolstra, he was handed the job after the Sam Van Gundy you know, failure, and he was hand-chosen by Pat Riley. Steve Kerr, when you win that many championships, you're good. You just got hired, so you're safe unless you are absolute dog shit. Mike Brown, he, he's going to get at least two years. Darvin Ham. Unless LeBron James or somebody, if unless LeBron James asks for the man to be fired <laughs> midway through the season, Darvin Ham should be fine. And Darvin Ham actually is, I don't think anyone else in the league could get as much as Darvin Ham has gotten out of this Lakers squad. Like Darvin Ham, literally, they said this Darvin Ham was given a bag of groceries that contained oat milk, a box of cereal, and a plastic fork before being told to make a wagyu steak with sauteed spinach and potatoes au gratin. Not even the Lakers would scapegoat him this early. That is like Zach Harper. That that was perfect, though. That was literally where I was going to. 
Yeah, I do like how LeBron and AD are being held accountable right now and the yeah. rest of their team. That sucks and, right now. And then Will Hardy makes the uh, – then Zach Harper makes the joke that Will Hardy would only be fired because Danny H is mad that they're winning. <laughs> you know, like it's – and then too established or good or too good to worry about getting fired. Nick Nurse, we're all – everyone here, this is a pro Nick Nurse show another thing we are a pro ty lu show we have both mm-hmm. said that we think these are two underrated coaches not only on their x and o's but nick nurse i've gone you hyped up about the nurse pill and just the shooting that it's basically every player who's ever played for him has like a career shooting year if they have like a one-stop year there or just in general ty lu Ty Lue's a fucking god that doesn't get enough recognition. And Monty Williams, he got back-to-back coach of the year. So, and he he's made it basically almost the NBA Finals like three years in a row and made it once. Then he's from the coach of the year. Sorry, what you don't like Monty Williams? I love Monty Williams, but he shouldn't have been coach of the year. Last year, no. First time, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. First time, yes. Second time, no. That should have been Taylor Jenkins. Or Eme, yeah, yeah, Eme or Taylor Jenkins. I would have given Taylor okay. Jenkins because I'm not. I I don't give uh, Eme. Yes, was his first year. <laughs> it was his first year. <laughs> I'm just biased. I like to give it to guys who've are you know a couple seasons in. To dare I say, no. I give it to Joe Mazzula. How petty would that be? Oh, wow. So, Willie Green and Chauncey Billups are fine. Jason Kidd's fine. Now, let's go over here. Second year, and we got an eye on you. Jamal Mosley and Wes Unsell, two defensive architects. They were the D coordinators, Jamal Mosley, for Rick Carlisle's squad and the Dallas Mavericks. And then Wes Unsell Jr. was for Mike Malone of the Denver Nuggets. Now, I'll read you what they say right here. We'll start off with the Orlando Magic. Something weird happened after Steve Nash and the Brooklyn Nets parted ways. Jamal Mosley moved up to the top of the betting odds for the next NBA coach to be fired. Jamal Mosley is in his second season with the Orlando Magic after being in the NBA coaching journey for roughly 15 years. The Magic are not a team that's supposed to win now after recently getting their franchise guy in Paolo Bancaro. This could have been just the betting odds being lazy and looking for a team with bad record to throw their coaches, but... This team's pretty bad, and we're supposed to be a bit better. Yeah, I would. I can understand Mosley. I don't. I think West should be fine, but I guess. Um, I, I guess they're both. I. I can see the reasoning. It's unfortunate for both of them, but I can see the reasoning. So far this year. Well, we'll get to the Wizards in a sec. We're just talking. Orlando, I think Orlando, it's just there's been games where they just look like dog shit. Like this was supposed to be a team and the same thing's going on with Dwayne Casey. And we'll talk about them in a sec. Yeah. That Orlando and Detroit were supposed to be the dark horse teams to make the plan. But they had a good mix of bets and young guys. Hmm. While the Wizards, they they started this year eight and seven. Last year they're ten and ten and three. Not quite the same success, but this year they're very like I don't know. It just it's wondering like there's sometimes this team isn't good at defense. Sometimes it isn't good at offense. It's weird. They're like such a hot and cold team. Yeah. It just doesn't look like both of these coaches like they're make their coaching isn't having much impact. I, yeah, I, I get the magic. I don't. I think West should be fine. I think it's. I think West will be fine because he's the uh, the greatest. He's the son of the greatest Wizards player of all time. I don't. I really don't think he's doing that bad. All right. And teams would be insane to let go. Nate McMillan. I think Nate McMillan is a great coach, and he's starting to work out. And he, yeah, this is a great line. Nate McMillan, 
to start the season, he has the Hawks once again thinking bigger and making more effort on defense. But Nick McMillan's a coach with his flaws, but he's proven in Atlanta that he can win, and as of right now, there's no reason to fire him. And Mark Dignall and Coach Mark, he's a guy that he's been asked to turn a rebuilding team into something competitive on the floor. OKC's allows him to grow as a coach as it grows up its core, and it's going to pay off soon enough. And I think as long as the Thunder stop trying to acquire more picks, they'll be fine. Yeah. Next, we'll go both of these, J.B. Baker, Saf, Terrell, Jenkins. They're great. There's no reason. Yeah. So, Mike Budenholzer, he's fine. I don't know why he wasn't there. Joe Mazzulla and Jock – well, I think Jock Vaughn is the coach. Get right He's not in term, but unless they mess up the season, Jock Vaughn could get fired. Like Honeymoon's over. Joe Mazzulla. Yeah, so Missouri. I wouldn't get too comfortable. Steve Clover was recently just rehired, but yeah, this could be just a one-year hire that they just needed a bridge coach, and he just was like, "Yeah, I'll take it." And then they find the coach that they really want next offseason. They bring in like Ma Udoka or somebody, and Rick Carlisle. I, what what happened? Rick Carlisle came over here, and then they realized they had to go and rebuilding. And they got rid of Sabonis and Brogdon and Turner, and now the 63-year-old roster, 63-year-old coaches filled with a roster of young guys. So it seems like that, you know, it's just he doesn't seem like the rebuilding coach. I don't think they're rebuilding. They're eight and seven. They're gonna. I don't think Miles Turner gets traded. I mean, that'd be that'd be wild. So, potential fall guys, if things don't go to plan. Billy Donovan, yeah, shit's not working out there. Should be fired. I don't get why Dwayne Casey's considered a fall guy, but I guess I think Dwayne Casey's just like this team needs to show some growth through the season, but the team's just been horrendous. And a good thing that they say Dwayne Casey's old, so maybe he steps aside and joins the front office in some capacity. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, when you're giving Killian Hayes 21 minutes and now he doesn't help, I worry about Sadiq Bay. Cade hasn't played. Cade also looked bad efficiency wise. There's not an efficient team. They can't really play defense. But when I watch Detroit, I don't necessarily have lingering issues. I just think, yeah, they're, they're not quite there. Yeah, no, it's a, it, there's a lot, but they have the pieces and they have the vets. It's just weird. <sighs> Not, yeah, but not really. Like they're Alec Burks isn't playing, Nerlens Noel isn't playing. That's what I'm saying. It's weird because they're not playing the, the they oh. have the vets. That's why yeah. I said it's weird. Like they're not playing Nerlens Noel, they're not playing Al Burks, they have Corey Joseph, they yeah. have all these vets that they could play that could help like balance out the minutes. And the same thing with Orlando. I know Orlando, like there's more injuries than anything. Chicago, the other thing is Chicago should be like a top dog in the East and they're nowhere near the close. They look like they have so many problems. Same thing with the Timberwolves right here is obviously like, look, I think curse Fitch is one of the best players in the league. And I think it's, it's just better. Like if I don't know, it's interesting. So also Mike Malone and Steven Siles, what are your thoughts? Malone, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I don't think I tweeted this out. I, I don't think Salas is the problem, but he's not the solution. And I, I expect them to, to go in a different direction. Michael yeah. Malone, I don't really understand how I don't know. Oh, I guess it's because he's in his eighth season. Yeah, and they haven't gone to the finals. And if they feel like they need to get over the hump, he could be that guy. Oh, so this was oh, this was like don't get comfortable. No, like fall guys. Oh, oh okay. scapegoats. Yeah. So skate like if the Nuggets just like first round out or something, if they just don't want, you know what I mean? Like fired him. Maybe they feel like he's just the Mark Jackson and they need a Steve Kerr. Yeah. And Steven Siles, I just think, yeah. Once you just lose so many games in a row, just People are just like, fuck that coach, even if it's a good coach, you know? Yeah. Like, you just lose the rock locker room. Yeah. Uh, unless, like, you're Brett Brown, where you you were hired to lose. But Steven Siles was hired to coach James Harden. Yeah. And, yeah, Chris Finch, it's just if the Minnesota doesn't work, 
they just they're gonna have to do something. And then I'd maybe update my LinkedIn profile. Tim Thibodeau sucks. Yeah. Like he's I don't know. I feel I like he's a good like I don't know. Like they're a fun good team. Tom Thibodeau is the type is a Larry Brown coach who doesn't win like championships. He's the type of guy that every first or second season Tom Thibodeau does, they're like a decent team. But then the first but after the first or second team, it's like he loses the locker room. Like it just yeah. his first year, everyone buys in, and then after the first year, everyone's like, "All right, kind of fuck this guy." <laughs> and Daryl Mo- Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers, you know, Daryl Morey's probably sitting there going like, "Fuck this." Morey wants a Morey head coach, and you know who Morey wants? Mike D'Antoni. He's probably looking out of here, Doc. You know what Mike's doing right now? You know what Mike's doing right now? Waiting for me to hire him. He's a coaching advisor for the Pelicans right now. So maybe he comes over here. Yeah. Details as the athletic expected reinstatement. Kyrie will play Sunday. Yeah, Joe Sci-Fire sell the team. All right, let's do this proto real quickly because I'm about to go. We might not even be able to finish it. That's Sadiq Bay now. I feel like that's a guy on the Thunder. Wow. I got a good guess. That's Greg Brown. Ah, hmm. uh, all right. So poor. I'm gonna go Jay Sean Tate. Northwest. Hmm. Uh, Malik Beasley. Oh, there you go. Who's number 11 on the Jazz? Oh, it's Taylor Horn Tucker, right? Oh, shit. No, he's not over 25. Who's 11 on the Jazz? Oh, it's Mike Connolly, no? Oh, uh, yeah, it's Mike Connolly. Nice. Chip, bro. The show. My first guess. Yeah. Look at that. You're good. You're good. We'll be back tomorrow, full show. I won't be late. (laughs) It was a rough day. Today was a rough show, but we'll get back into it. I think we had some good clips. I hate this stupid fucking darkness. I'll see you tomorrow, though. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow, too, buddy.